Good evening, hope all of you are doing uh, well. We are learning Maseches Psachem Da'kuf Yitzayin. Very, very uh, large blot tonight. We're going to stop at the Mishnah on the bottom of Kuf Yitzayin in the base. I still haven't figured out how we're going to get to the Siyum, but we'll get to the Siyum one way or the other. So don't worry about it. Uh, we are right now at the first of the middle width lines on Kuf Yitzayin about Aleph tonight. We're going to spend a, a significant amount of time discussing Halel and who authored Halel. Uh, was it uh, Moshe? Was it Yoshua? Was it... Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it comes up, you know. We're also going to be discussing at length the word um, hallelujah as it uh, exists at the end of one paragraph and beginning of, of another. For example, does the word hallelujah apply to the previous paragraph? Or does it? Well, we have in our Siddur in one way, but it's based on today's Gemara. So we're going to be analyzing a lot of that. Let's get started. One third of the way down, first of the middle width lines, Kufi Zayn and Benal of Tanya, the Brysa writes, all of the praises that are written in Sefer Tehillim, David wrote them. Here ends the prayers of David ben Yishai. Now, if you look in Tehillim, this is Perak It's an Ein base. It's Perak Ein base. So that's why the next line uh, exists. That all of these are his. But what about the later parts where we see Hallel in Perak Kufiud, Gimel and Kufiud? Who wrote that? Hallel Zeh. So David, I'm going to up to Ayin Beis. That's halfway through, probably a little bit less than halfway through of the of the entire Sefer. So who wrote who wrote the rest? In particular, who wrote Halel? Three lines into the wide lines of Yossi Omer, Elazar Bini Omer, Moshe Israel Amru, Moshe and the Jewish people said Halel, B'Shosh Yam, when they left the Yam. There was Az Yashir and there was Halel. Let's not be confused. They said both of them. Fascinating, Shiloh. Why is Az Yashir part of Sukkot Zimra? Sukkot Zimra should be all of Divrei David. That's what we say in Baruch She'amar. Right, it should be the psukim from David. So it's interesting, Shaila, as to how we do that. Why is it not a hefsek? Why can't you read, learn Shnai Mikra if you could read Az Yashir in the middle of Sukkot Zimra? As some of them, before Shem point out that the reason why we have Az Yashir in the middle of davening is to remind us of Hashgacha Pratis Bechayenu. That even in a time when there was no Beis Hamikdash, Hakadosh Baruch was inserting Himself to help us. It was true then, and it is true now. That's why, according to some, why Az Yashir is found inside the Pesukim de Zimra um, uh, that we say, even though it's not psukim from David. Nevertheless, that was one shita. The Brisa continues. Some say no, David Amalek wrote it, but the, the Brisa argues back. It seems like Elazar was correct that it was said by Moshe and not by David. Why? Because is it possible for all the years, all of the years prior to David Amalek that the Jews had Pesach, they were bringing Lulav and nobody said Halal? It's impossible. It's impossible. There had to have been a halal, and that's one reason why. When there was a pestle in the times of Micha, Omid Bebechi, Bechi either means a location called Bechi or Omid Bebechi emotionally, people were crying. And were there people who were going to be saying halal at that time, implying halal was present, it existed, but it wasn't said because it was sacrilegious to say it under the circumstances. Therefore, it must be if it existed that David didn't write it, but Moshe did. We'll get back to this topic in a few minutes. At the two dots halfway down, Tan Rabbanan. He said them about himself. Rabbi Yeshua Omer, no, Keneged Sibur Amar. David said the Tehillim for the sake of the Sibur. The Chachamim Omrim, the Chachamim say, let's find the middle, the middle ground. Rabbi Yeshman, Keneged Atzmo, it's a little bit of both. Yeah, he had some Tzaras that he went through and he wrote about it in Tehillim. And there was also the Tzaras of Klal Yisrael, historical and present at that time. And as we'll see soon, he also spoke about the about Lasi Lovo, about the future. So yeah, it spoke about a lot of things. When it says it in Lashon Yachid in the singular, so that was David writing about himself. 
and Hamuras Belash and Rabim Keneged Sibor. Now, what about as you know, we say La Masech Mizmor La David, La David Mizmor Maskil La David. What do all of those introductory phrases imply? Says the Gemara right halfway down, middle of the middle with lines. When it says Nitzuach Benigud, these two languages. Lam natzeach bin ginos, right? If you see an, an introduction like that to a Tehillim, that's the asid level, you're looking at prophecy, you're looking into the future. That's the lens of David to say something that's futuristic. Maskil, right? Maskil David Maskil, al he said it through a translator. What about the David Mizmor? I always wondered about this. Why on Rosh Hashanah night do we have this whole dramatic paragraph? The David Mizmor, why, why that one paragraph? Take a look at this line in the Gemara. The David Mizmor, by the time we've accepted upon ourselves Rosh Hashanah, there's already a Shechina that's been shorted. Therefore, we're shy to say this paragraph. This paragraph is a is a is a of a paragraph. Says the Gemara. So the David Mizmor is that Sheshar so Shechina Ba'achar Kach Amarshira. What about the other way? Mizmor the David, not the David Mizmor, but Mizmor the David. That's Melamet Amarshira Ba'achar Kach Sheshar Shechina. That was different. First he said Shira, and then he got to Ashras Shechina. What does this teach you? That when the Shechina would be present, it would only be under certain circumstances. It won't happen when you're lazy. It won't happen when you're when you're sad or depressed. Not when you're uh, too much laughter. Not too much lightheadedness. Without being a bad lot. When is the Shechina? It only applies when you have a Simcha Shel Mitzvah. Not Stam Simcha. It has to be a Simcha Shel Mitzvah. A mitzvah, by definition, the metaphysics of a mitzvah is that you're doing something now that has permanent implications. It is otherworldly. It's a behavior of now, but its ripple effects, its domino effects are permanent and last into the next into the next world. So that's why it has to be a simcha of permanence in order to tap into to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, who is permanent above time. We have to do something that is greater than time itself. And that is to do a mitzvah. When he would play music, then that the Shechina would be present. The same is true by learning Torah, that one should make sure that, uh, that there is simcha when they're learning Torah, when they're learning halacha, lav halacha specifically, some of the, the, the portion, right? Any Torah, it just happens to be that the Mulcham Teshel Torah, the Dalar Amos Shel Halacha, to learn a sugi aliba de is uh, one of the ideal ways to learn. Amar Rav Nachman v'chein lechalom tov. If a person wants to have a dream that is in the positive and not in the negative, they also should be uh, in the frame of mind of simcha shel mitzvah of having simcha that's not stam simcha, not just I enjoy experience one, two, three, four, or five, but it's a simcha shel mitzvah. I enjoy the experience of a mitzvah which tethers me to a kodesh baruch Hu. Says the Gemara, Aini, one of the things that you just said doesn't make sense, and it is the one about halacha. You said that halacha has to be done mitoch simcha. That doesn't sound right. We're two thirds of the way down, almost at the uh, the, the the thicker lines on Kuf Yitzayin and Aleph. Ve'amar Rav Gidel, Amar Rav, Kol Talmud Chacham, Hayoshiv Lifnei Rabo. If you have a, a Talmud Chacham, in this case a student, a Talmud of a Chacham who's sitting before his Rebbe, Ve'ain Sif Sosav Notvos Mar, and his lips are not trembling with bitterness and fear, he'll end up getting burnt, he'll end up getting hurt. Don't read shoshanim, flowers or roses, when you are learning. That there should be overflowing more, which is myrrh in English, a, a spice, that there should be a bitterness there. So what do we see that, about the learning here? We see that the learning can't be with simcha, it has to be with fear. Has to be with a certain year when you sit before you're ready. So says the Gemara, first of the length, the longer lines on Kuf Yitzayin, Merav, Lokashi, Habirav, Habitamid. It depends. 
It depends about, about the Rebbe and the Talmud. When the Talmud is sitting before his Rebbe, it has to be no tos morover, otherwise tichvena. Other, yeah, it has to be with some yirah However, the Rav, when the Rebbe is teaching to her, it has to be mitoch simcha. And some answer this contradiction in another way. We just asked the question that it seems to say, that you should have simcha when you learn Torah. But then we saw from Rav Gidol Rav that that's not true. There should be fear. So answer the Gemara, answer number two. First of the middle width line, of the longer lines, excuse me. Both are talking about the Rebbe, Velokasha. One is the beginning of Shir, and one is the continuation of the Shir. And this is a well-known Gemara. Before he would begin to give Shir to the students, Omar Milsa he would say something that would make everybody laugh. And then everyone would start laughing. They'd have a good time. When it was finally time to sit down and buckle down and learn, then they would sit with Yerashamayim, and they would learn Torah, and they would learn Torah. This relates to a, a great hashkafic idea about Talmud Torah. Sometimes, certainly in the Dafyomi world, sometimes we're pushing so hard to finish material. What we're doing is learning the thinking patterns that Akadosh Baruch Hu wants us to understand about Him. <laughs> it's, it's a sophisticated thing that we're doing. You may not remember every detail in Dafyomi. I certainly don't. But I, you, I, I'm 100% jealous of you. <laughs> but, but there's a gishmak, there's a piece of it. There, there's a piece of it which we, which we can't overlook, and that is the, the mechanics of thinking and the, the analytics and the comparative analysis and learning. The stylistics of the learning is critical, and that should be done. There should be a trepidation, a degree of, of recognition that what we're doing is trying to understand. Three lines into the wide lines. Halal mi amro, other tanayim. We're going to discuss. We already said two shitas. One of them we saw above was Moshe and Yisrael. The second one we said was David, but we questioned that shita because David was too late in the game. We already had had people saying halal for many, many years before David. Um, so then who was it? Mi Amru. So says the Gemara. Here's another answer. What did they say when they were standing there, Moshe and Yisrael? This is a repetition of the previous shita, but with more color. What did the Jews say? So now the next time you say, uh, the next time you say, Hallel, let this resonate. Please, God, in a few days, what, what are we going to say? Lolanu, Hashem, Lolanu, don't do it for us. And Meshiva, Ruach HaKodesh, and what did HaKadosh Baruch Hu say back? Don't worry, I'm going to do it for me. Like you said, Lolanu, Lolanu, the Jews say, don't do it for me. Hashem says, don't worry, I'll do it for me. I'll do it for me to make sure that there's Kod Shemayim that's going to continue in the world. Next answer of Yehuda Omer, Yoshua is a generation letter, Yoshua Yisrael Amruhu, the Yoshua and the Jewish people said it, when they were fighting with Canaan, the Jews said, don't do it for us, and the same answer happened, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu said, I'll do it for myself. Next answer, Rabbi Eliezer Hamodai Omer Dvoru Barak, this is true about the Dvor of the prophetess, Amru Bishash Ahmad Alehen Sisra, famous story of the Sisra. Hey, Mamru Lalanu, the Ruach HaKodesh, Meshiva, the Omeris Lahem, the Ma'ani, the Ma'ani, that when we said, when we say Lalanu, we're indicating to a Kodesh Baruch Hu, this is not just for us. There's something bigger going on here. And Hashem says, You're right, there's something bigger going on here. The Ma'ani, the Ma'ani, according to this answer, it happened in the time of Dvorah and Barak. Rabbi Kiva Omer. Thank you. One line above. Five, six lines down in the wide lines, Rabbi Elazar ben Azar Yomer, Chizkiyah v'siyato, Amru b'shash amalem sancherev, Heim amru, lo lanu u'meshiva, chule. So they had the same exact dialogue. They were saying, they were all saying, uh, they were saying these prakim of Tehillim, but really they were saying halal. That's what was happening at that time. Rabbi Akiva Omer, Chanani m'shav Azar Amru b'shash amalem nebuchadnezzar harasha. It was at a different time by Nebuchadnezzar. Hey, Mamru, Lolanu, Meshiva, Bukhule. The same dialogue, the paragraph of Lolan, that a coach Baruch Hu says, Yeah, there's a bigger picture here, and I'm going to save you. Rabbi Yosef, Lili, Omer, Mordechai, Esther, Amru, Bishash, Shaman, Alem, Haman, Arashah. It was true by the time of Purim. Hey, Mamru, Lolanu, Meshiva, Bukhule. 
they were saying to Hillam, and that was the dialogue that they had with the Kodesh Baruch Hu, the Chachamim Omrim, Nevi'im Shebeneim Tiknu Lahan Yisrael Sheyihu Omrim Oso Al Kol Perak Uperak Al Kol Tzara B'Tzara Shelotava Lehan Yisrael Ulechasheni Gal and Omrim Oso Al Giulas. And this is a brayse that we saw yesterday at the end of the daf. At the top of this, I'm quoted here again to reflect the sheets of the Chachamim that, that a person should say um, they they kind of drop a general rule. It should be that the Jews say Halel. After all difficult things, that bad things shouldn't happen. And then when the Jews have a geula, they should also say to him. Uh, as I foreshadowed in the beginning, the word halalukah in, in davening is in the tehillim. It's sometimes a little confusing as to where it belongs. Now, we're lucky because we're, we, we finished this process already. When we look in a sitter, there is no machlokas. Everybody knows you look in a tehillim that the word halalukah is wherever it is in the, in the, in the, in the Tanakh. It's just very clear. But here, this wasn't so simple back in the day. The two dots, nine lines from the bottom of the page, approximately. Amar Chiza Machlokas, Halaluka Sof Pirka, Rabba Barav Huna Amar Halaluka Reish Pirka. Let's say Ema Banim Smecha Halaluka B'Tzeisi Shrovim Mitzrayim. Right? Those we always look at those as two paragraphs. Ema Banim Smecha Halaluka. Period. B'Tzeisi Shrovim. We start a nigan. So that's what the Gemara is saying. That word Halaluka Machlokas as to where it belongs. Does it belong with the previous paragraph Ema Banim Smecha Halaluka or no? Ema Banim Smecha. Period. Right, so that's what we're discussing here. That's, I mean, that's one example. But that's what the what the Gemara is discussing. Machlokas Rav Chizda said that yes, it belongs at the end of the previous paragraph. So the dogma would be Ema Banim Smecha Haluluka. Mashenkin Rabba Barav Huna Amar Haluluka Reish Pirka. It always begins in the beginning of the paragraph. So he would say Ema Banim Smecha. Period. Haluluka B'Tzitzis Rami Mitzrayim. So that's a machlokas between Rav Chizda and Rabba Barav Huna. And we're going to analyze this machlokas over the next many lines. Amar Rav Chizda. I saw the Sefer Tehillim of Rav Chanan Barak. You can imagine the following scenario. He has one paragraph that ends with Ema Banim Smecha, and he has another paragraph that begins with the Tais Yisrael. And in between the two, connected to neither, is the word Halaluka. So it seems like he didn't know where it belonged. So that's why the Gemara says, um, Alma... What does it seem? Right, Alma. It seems to be Misafkale that he's not sure which one it goes to. Do we paskin like Rav Chiz or do we paskin like the other Shita? Is Halaluka connected to the end of the previous paragraph or is it part of the beginning of the next paragraph? So that is um, that is subject to the debate. Amar Rav Chanan Bar Rava, seemingly a different person. The first person on the earlier part of the line is Rav Chanan Bar Rav, and this says Rav Chanan Bar Rava. Very very slight difference, except that they seem to be different people. Hakol Modim. Uh, everyone agrees that everyone agrees that the halaluka after that belongs to the next paragraph. That's what the Gemara says. And also, by another pasuk, the halaluka after that pasuk, that also goes with the next paragraph. Sorry, that halaluka de basre is reish pirka. There as well, that goes to the next paragraph. Meaning there are there might be some exceptions. So that's what the Gemara is saying. Pra'e, pra is an interesting language. Pra'e, the Mephorshim explain, are people who are experts in, in kra, those who are readers, as it were, people who really uh, knew what they were talking about. And if you look at the last Rashbam, or the last Rashi, doesn't make a difference. Look at the last Rashi. Pra'e, Musaf, and Ba'le Mikra, Mosif and Af'ele, the people who are the Balei Mikra, they really knew Chumash, so they uh, they added a little bit of, uh, they added some Sukkim that, that ended in the same way, which is the Halaluka was part of the Reish Pirka, part of the next paragraph. What did they say? We are uh, four lines from the bottom of the page. Kra'e, Mosifin, 
Afes elu. They add the following pasuk. Minach b'derech yishtal kenyurim rosh haluluka devasrei resh pirka. That after the, after that pasuk, when it talks about the word haluluka, that begins in the next paragraph. Resh is chachmas chachma yiras Hashem seichel tov lecholot seim haluluka devasrei also resh pirka. So still, we we only have seemingly one side of the coin that it's resh pirka. That was not the shita of Rav Chizda. Rukhizda was of the opinion that Haluluka belongs at the end of a paragraph and not at the beginning of the next one. So then it says the Gemara, three lines from the bottom, name Akitanaim. Maybe we should say the Machlokas between these two Amorayim, the Amorayim of Rav Chizda and Rabbi Baravuna as to whether or not we say respectively that Haluluka belongs with Sofpirk at the end of the previous paragraph, Ema Banismecha Haluluka, period. Or do we say no, Ema Banismecha, period. Haluluka, but Tesis Rabbi Mitzrayim, like the Shita of Rabbi Baravuna. So how do we know which one we hold? Like maybe it's a Machlokas Tanaim. We're about to see two different brises, two different sources in the Tanaim that quote a machlokes beishamay beshilah, and the Rashbam writes that we should only be focusing on the shita of beishamay as we navigate this argument to show that there is a machlokes seemingly in brises. So it says the Gemara name Tanaim. Ad heizan hu omer. We said this back in our Mishnah. How far in, in halal do you go? So beishamay omerim ad ema banim smecha, and beishilah argues beishilah omerim ad chala mishlamay the Tanya Idach, the second Brisa, remember to focus in on Beishamai. The Tanya Idach, the second Brisa writes, Ad Heichan Hu Omer, what does Beishamai say? Beishamai Omrim, Ad Betseis Yisrami Mitzrayim. Now, that should be the same thing. The two Beishamai seem the same. Beishamai in Brisa 1 said, you say, Ema Banim Smecha. Well, what's the next word? Halaluka, Betseis Yisrami Mitzrayim. So he says that's where you end. And then he says, you say, Ab to Betseis. So when you say that, how far should you go? And you say, end at um, or if you say it's the same point it's the same moment in time seemingly it's the same moment in time so let's continue with this Bryce and, and then we'll analyze over in the second Bryce the last line last few words uh, he says uh, that's how far we were to take Hallel uh, during the Seder then says the Gemara my love isn't this the conflict all within the Shita of Beis Shammai it's clear that if he says then there's a period and it must be that he holds that halaluka the next word is reish pirka is part of the first brisa where beishamai was of the opinion he says you say so then if if the next brisa says that you started then what word are you excluding halaluka so then there, therefore the, the first brisa which says that beishamai says that you say to him you say that to him of Halal uptema banim smecha. It is to exclude. It is to exclude the word haluluka. Therefore, sabar haluluka reish pirka to be part of the next para. Uman damar ad b'tzeis yisrael sabar haluluka so pirka must be that that's the machlokes. It says the gemara. No, that's not a good argument. Rav Chizda matar it's the time. Rav Chizda is going to give an answer. What did Rav Chizda say? Rav Chizda was of the opinion that haluluka always applies. Um, to the previous paragraph. It's always sof pirka. It's ema banis mecha haluluka, period. That's what he holds. So now, how does Rav Chizda understand these two versions of Beis Shammai? Because it seems to be, the way the Gemara presented it, is that version one of Beis Shammai was referring to uh, so to, to uh, Reish pirka, yeah, but that ema banim smecha, period, and then haluluka belongs to the next paragraph. And the second rise of Beis Shammai seems to imply, not that way, it seems to imply that it would be Sof Pirka. So it says the Gemara of Chizda, who holds that it's always Sof Pirka. Here's how he would explain the two shitas, the two brisas that depict the shita of Beishamai. Rav Chizda, four lines down, Kuf Yudzayin Amud Beis. Rav Chizda, Metaris, Tataimei, Dekulei Alma, Sabre. Really, everybody holds like I do. Halaluka, Sof Pirka. 
Mande Amar, the one who presents the Shita of Beishamai to say Ad Betes Yisrael Shapir. That makes perfect sense. If you say Ad Betes Yisrael, that means you say Ema Banesmecha Haloluka and then stop. That's how much you have to say in the first part of the Haggadah because Betes Yisrael is a fresh paragraph. Umande Amar, Ah, that we have to say Ema Banim Smecha. It's Ad Ve'ad Bechlal. It's not a stira in the Brises of Rabbi Shmuel, of Beishamai, excuse me. They both are saying the same thing. It's just two phraseology. You go all the way up to the end, period. Hallelujah, period. Or do we start at B'tay Sisro? You know, from a fresh, clean start. It's the same. So therefore, Rabbi is able to explain the two shitas of Beishamai to be within the camp of um, the word Hallelujah being the Sof Pirka, that it's all part of the last par- the, the previous paragraph. And again, Beishamai, number one, who says, that's up to and including all of the words, including Aleluka, period. And then the second sheet of Beishamai is saying the same thing, just from the other side, from say up to, but not including. Those two are the same. So then ask the Gemara on this sheet. Uh, hold on one second. The name uh, yeah, the name maybe we should say, Ad Aleluka. If what you're saying is true, that really there's no stereo within Beishamai. The first Bryce of Eshamai is saying that you should say up to period. Stop. And the second Bryce is saying you should say up to that and just don't start with Tesisra, which really is the same moment in time. That's how much you should say. So then why didn't the Gemara say that? Why didn't the Gemara present Beishamai as saying up to and including the word Halaluka, period? Why didn't the Gemara say that? Why does it have to say this strange formulation and leave the word Halaluka out? So and if you want to say we couldn't do that. We couldn't say that because the word Hallelujah is found a thousand times in, uh, in Tehillim. I'm just ballparking. I'm sure it's a lot. I'm sure it's not that much, but uh, I'm sure it's there a, a lot. So maybe we won't know. What do you mean we won't know? If you're right, if you're right, there was an easy way for the Brisa to solve this. Just say, period. But it was super clear. Now that you didn't say that we have to come up with this ukimta, Beishamai, number one, really meant ad ba'ad bechlal. No, why? Just say halaluka, just say the word. Period. Says the Gemara Kacha. That's a very good question against Rafizah. Very good question. We've spoken about this before. We showed him highlight the difference between Akasha and a teku. Teku is an unanswerable question. Akasha is answerable. We just don't know what the answer is. There's, there's an answer to be had that we've shown him are allowed to paskin on those tekus are a little bit more complicated. All right, so that was how, uh, how Rav Chizda tried to answer. The Gemara asked a question on him. He's not quite rejected, but he does have a, he does have a yellow flag down because that's a, a difficult shita to have because the Gemara had a simpler way to present the answer of Beishamai. And then comes the second approach. Rav Abar Rav Huna Metaritza Taimir. Remember what Rav Abar Huna said, he was always of the opinion that the word Halaluka is Reish Pirka. It always begins, it belongs in the beginning of the second paragraph. So he would have read, read the Tehillim of Halal Israel, Im Habanim Smecha, period. That's what he would have said. So how does he understand Beishamai? Says the Gemara, eight lines down, nine lines down. Everyone agrees that Halaluka belongs in the beginning of the next paragraph. It should be period. And then Halaluka And The one, the version of Beishamai where it says the language Done. Period. That's where the period goes after the word smecha shapir. That's perfect for me because halalukas reish pirka says Rabbi Barachana Bar Rav Huna. That's what he says. That's perfect. Umanda Amar Ad Bitzeis Yisrael Savar Ad Velo Ad Bichlal. Yeah, up to, but it doesn't mean up to mamish. It just means up to approximately there, not fully there. And therefore, the two sheets of Beis Shammai uh, would fit even according to the approach 
of Rabba Baravuna. But that doesn't work either, says the Gemara Venema, a quarter of the way down. Venema, why then? Same question we're asking against Rukhiza. Fundamentally, these two Amoraim have a problem. You're trying to explain the two Shitas of Beishamai. But Beishamai, in both versions of the Bryce, it doesn't quote the word Halalukah. He says the words Emma Banim Smecha, and he says the words Mitzrayim. But he leaves out the word Halalukah, which belongs right in the middle. So we're struggling to figure this out. So Rukhiza gave his answer. We asked Akash on him. Now Rabbi Baravuna gives an answer with the same question. He didn't say the word Halalukah. So it says the Gemara, Benema, Ad Halalukah, just say it. Just say it. Just quote it in the Brysa. What is the problem? If you're afraid that maybe we won't know which Halalukah you meant, then say which Halalukah we meant. Quote it in context. What should we have? Benema, Ad Halalukah, Shebet you, you hold, Rabbi Baravuna, that it's always Reish Pirka, that the Halalukah belongs in the beginning of the, of the next paragraph. What's the next paragraph? B'tseis Yisrael. So then how would you have read, read the paragraphs? Ema banim smecha, period. Halalukah b'tseis Yisrael. You're afraid we won't know which Halalukah you're talking about? Write it. Halalukah b'tseis Yisrael b'mitzrayim. We would have been fine. Kasha. And there the Gemara also has to Kasha. So it, it does seem from the Gemara, it's not like a teku. The Gemara doesn't spend a heavy time, amount of time on this, but the, the sikum hadvarim of what we've learned, this halachic piece of Gemara, at least, about where the halalukah falls out, maybe it's not a halachic Gemara per se, I don't know, about where we uh, punctuate the end of the paragraph of Eman Banam Smech Halalukah. Do we say period before the halalukah or after? And are we adding the halalukah to B'tai Yisrael? Yes or no? So that's machlokah samurai. Seems to be potentially a machlokah tanaim. Rab Chiza and Rabbi Baravun explained themselves. But again, there's a kashi because the Bryce's could have been a little bit more clear. In halachic terms, it's hard to pass in from this Gemara, but we, of course, know the conclusion. It's Ema Banim Smech period. And then we move on to the next paragraph of Bitsei Sistral Mimitzrayim. One third of the way down, Kuf Yud Zayin Amud Beis. Here's Hashem will finish before Marib. Um, we still have a little bit of ways to go. And just basically one more sugya for the night from here until the Mishnah. The Hosein Bigeula. We said that the end of, uh, of Magid is Baruch HaTashem Go'al Yisrael. And that's the brought we start at Shergi Alanu, right? And then we end Baruch HaTashem Go'al Yisrael. We saw the shit where we tarphoned yesterday or two days ago, can't remember, that you don't even say Baruch HaTashem Go'al Yisrael at the end. That's not how we paskin. We paskin, of course, that you say Baruch HaTashem Go'al Yisrael. And now let's learn a little bit about that. Omar Rava. Rava says, Kriyashma, the Halel, Go'al Yisrael. When we say Kriyashma, morning and night. The bracha that follows ends with Baruch HaTah Hashem Go'al Yisrael. Of course, by Shachras, three steps back, three steps forward, Baruch HaTah Hashem Go'al Yisrael. The Chassidim, Taka Minhag, that uh, I, I was I used to daven in the Boston or Shul, the Boston or Rebbe Shul in Harnof, when I lived there many years ago. So they have a minhag, it's a beautiful minhag, it's a unique minhag, that when they take their three steps back and three steps forward, they say, Baruch HaTah Hashem Go'al Yisrael, and then they go straight into the Pasuk of Hashem's Fosai without even pausing. Because so they want to not be a part of that. It's also us to talk at that point, have seikos. You're really in a pickle. If you're sitting at that time, you say, and let's say the tzibor was dragging behind you and you have not yet said Hashem's fosai. And then the tzibor says, you have to answer. You have to answer. So they're trying to hop around. It's like by Shema. Sometimes people say, with the tzibor to not answer. So they have a beautiful minute not to do that. Anyways, by Kriyashma and by Halel, not Stam Halel, but Halel within the framework of Magid, the bracha that follows Halel is Baruch HaTashem Goal Yisrael. However, that's true by Kriyashma and by Halel in, in, um, in the Haggadah. However, did Salusa, what about in Davening? What about the bracha of Geula in Davening? So there the bracha is different. There, what's the bracha? Go el Yisrael in the present tense. Bracha to Reivah Onyenu Varivarivenu Kigwel Chazakata Bracha Tashem Go el Yisrael says the Gemara. My time. What is the difference between the two? 
So says the Gemara, you got to look at what's going on. In the Haggadah, we're looking back in the past and saying, this is what you did. Thank you very much for taking us out. However, when we're davening, it's a current bakasha. It's not a reflection on the past. Look at what's going on. We need your help. Go El Yisrael, because you're one who does redeeming. That's why it has to be that way. We're davening. We're pushing. But in the in the the whole Haggadah's premise is not a tefillah per se. It's Shevach Veoda. That was the story yesterday with Dari, with Daru, that the Evid, he said, Well, what happens if if I would free you and give you golden silver? I'd have to say Shabuka, I'd have to praise you. That's Hashem, go al Yisrael past tense. That's by Shimon Esrei. We say thank you for taking us out of Mitzrayim. That's by the Haggadah. Thank you for taking us out of Mitzrayim. We're gonna say Marv in a few minutes, but I still need your help now. That's by Rachamim. I'm still davening. I still need you. That's why the tense. The tense of the brachas in present tense. You, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, are a go'el. You are also go'el, but you're currently a go'el. So that's how the Gemara answers. Amar Abzeira, the Kiddusha, in Kiddush, what do we say? Asher Kiddushanu b'mitzvosav v'tzivanu. Right? That's what we say. It's technically not. Asher Kiddushanu b'mitzvosav v'ratzavanu. That's uh, on Friday nights. But anyways, whatever the, whatever the language is. But the Tzilusa, but when we're davening, what do we say in Shemona Esrei on Shabbos? Kadshenu b'mitzvosecha. My timer. The same answer. That we say by Kiddush, we're referencing the past. But when we're davening, yes, you've made us holy, but we want more. It's a current, it's a current tense. It's a present tense. Please make us holy. So that's why we make the same distinction. We're about three lines before the wide lines on Kufid Zayin Amid Beis. Says, when during the night Kiddush we are saying the Kiddush Hayom, whatever the, the sanctity of the day is, we're obligated to mention Mitzrayim. And you took us out of Mitzrayim. And that's going to always be true. That's always going to be a point of reference. That's a halachic requirement. Because it says in the Torah that we have to remember this day, a little bit of a Shabbat, that we have the word Yom in both places. One's about Zechiras Mitzrayim, one's about Zechiras Shabbat. So therefore, when we say Kedushat Hayom on Friday night, then we go into Kiddush, then we're obligated to talk about Mitzrayim. First of the long lines. When we're talking about Tzalusa, uh, just, uh, just the word Tzalusa in Aramaic means to pray. Tiskabel Tzalusahon, to our, our tefillah, that's the word Tzalusa means. So it, it's in Tzalusa, we say, Matzmiach Karen Yeshua, Daftarta Magen David. So when we're davening, we say that a Kaddish Baruch is Matzmiach in the current tense, he's Matzmiach Karen Yeshua, Daftarta Magen David. You protected David. I will make for you, David, a wonderful name, Shem Magdalene, like the great ones. Tani Rav Yosef Zeu Shomer Magen David. That's why we say in Haftorah Magen David. Amar Rav Shimon Lakish Bes Ve'es Chalagoy Gadol. In the first paragraph of our Shmona Es, where we say Lokei Avraham, Lokei Yisrael, Lokei Yaakov, and then we end with Baruchat Hashem Magen Avraham. Why? I'm sure we've asked this question in our brain a thousand times. We, why are we only saying Magen Avraham? Why not Magen Avraham, Magen Yitzchak, and Magen Yaakov? Why not some other kind of language? This Gemara is going to answer that question. So says the Gemara. Three lines into the wide lines. Amar Rav Shimon Ben Lakish Bes Chalagoy Gadol Zeu Shomer Melokei Avraham. When it says, I'll make you into a great nation, that's why the first paragraph of Shemon Esrei has Elokei Avram. That's why we include Yitzchak. I will make your name great. Maybe we should say, Why do we not include all of them? Talmud Lomar Vehiei Berachah. Bechah Chosmin. Bein Chosmin Bekulan. 
Because you, Abraham, only by you will we make the chasima. Yes, the others are chashuv, but it has to be dafka through you, you are the one who is mevurach, and therefore we make the bracha dafka by you and not with the other avos. Halfway down, six lines into the wide lines. I saw in Pumpadisa, in the city of Pumpadisa in Babel, they were sitting and they were talking and learning about the following. Bishabsa, on Shabbos, Bain Bitslusa, Bain Bikidusha, Mikadesha Shabbos. Whether or not you're in Davening, or if you are, uh, yeah, if you're in Davening or you're in Kiddush, what is the Bracha Bracha Tashem Mikadesha Shabbos? The Yomatava, but when it's Yantiv, the Allah is different. That's a different Bracha. On Yantiv, then Bain Bitslusa, Bain Bikidusha, whether or not it's Kiddush or whether or not you're Davening, the, the Bracha is different. Mikadesha Shabbosmanim. But he argued, says the Gemara, Rabbah pushed back. I said, Adarava, you've got it all backwards. It's not about the way you set this up, that Shabbos, is, Shabbos no matter what, is going to be, Mekadesh Shabbos, and Yontif, no matter what, is Mekadesh Shabbos. I have a different approach, says Rava. Adarava. Ditzlusa, when it comes to davening, no matter what. Uh, he, he reverses it. It's not about whether or not it's Shabbos or Yontif. It's whether or not you're talking about davening or Kiddush. So the tzlusa, when we're talking about davening, so then the chasimah, the bracha that we're going to make during davening, what's that bracha going to be? The halacha is going to be, according to Rava, bein b'shabsa, bein b'yomotava, it's going to be mekadesh Yisrael. Bekidusha, that was all about davening. What about kiddush? So, b'shabsa, mekadesh ha-shabas, b'yomotava, mekadesh Yisrael v'azmanim. And that's why, what I hold, is that we do make by kiddush a distinction to say that by Shabbos is mekadesh ha-shabas, and by yontiv, we make the distinction of mekadesh Yisrael Says the Gemara, Rava continues, I'm going to tell you uh, everyone's pshad. I'm going to tell you my reasoning and I'm going to tell you your reasoning. Says the Gemara, what is your reasoning? Why did you use Shabbos and Yom Tov as the distinguishing factors? And not like I did of davening versus Kiddush. Says the Gemara, two thirds of the way down, Shabbos is every seventh day. That's actually the, the din in halacha. If you're lost in the desert, on the seventh day, you keep Shabbos. Right? We've, we've heard these ideas before. Big shilas. Let's say you're standing at the north or south pole. So according to some of the Rishonim, the way that we look at the north and south pole is it's based on the, uh, the longitudinal lines. But at the north pole, they converge into very narrow spots. So if you're literally standing mamish at the north pole and you take one step out, you can be standing in a central time zone, a little bit over. It, it's so small because everything is converging at the top of the sphere. These are real shilas and halacha. You should avoid those places for Shabbos. What about astronauts in space? Really complicated things. Uh, we have had Jews in space before. Um, and it's, it, I don't know what they did. I, I have no idea because how do you measure time when you're in space? Right, that's what they got? Oh, I never heard that. I, I, don't know, I had no idea. I would have thought it depended on the rotation of the earth. No, just like whatever the oh, it's a good point too. So complicated. Anyways, that has nothing to do with this Gemara. I don't know why I'm talking about this. Let's get back inside here. What are we talking about? So this is Rava now. Rava says, "I'm going to tell you your reasoning." That Shabbos is kviyav akaima. Shabbos we know it's every seventh day. It's Saturday. We know exactly what it is. And therefore, we're going to be consistent. Shabbos is kavua. Shabbos happens every day, every week on the seventh day. We know. So the bracha doesn't change. But Yomatava, 
the Yisrael who dekabele. It's really the Yidden who are kovei yantif. Why? Then, because we were the ones who were able to establish when Rosh Chodesh was, because it's kviyad yarcha. We got to look at the moon be'edus and say, ah, the moon's here, the moon's there, western sky, eastern sky, this size, waxing, waning, fine, all the terms, whatever it is. So then, mekadish Yisrael v'azmanim. That I understand. But time of Didi says, I understand what you're saying, but time of Didi, I have a different reason, says the Gemara. Time of Didi, my reason is a little different. Salusa, Dibirabim, by davening, which is done in public, then Isa Mikadesh And that's why when it comes to davening, it's, it's in public, irrelevant of Shabbos and Yantav, we're always going to say Mikadesh But Kiddish Dibiyachid, Isa Isa, we make Kiddish privately. So Bishabbos Mikadesh Shabbos, Biyomtov Mikadesh Shabbos and then says the Gemara, Vilohi. And uh, no one seems to agree with Rabbah. Why not? Because Salusa beyachid milese. People do dive in, in private. The Kiddush of Rabbah milese. We, we sometimes make Kiddush and Shul. Every Friday night, we have a formal minute to make Kiddush and Shul. We don't do it in our Shul. Other Shuls do. We've spoken about this before. A little complicated because that's in Kiddush of Amakim Suda. How could you make a bracha and then not eat anything afterwards? Didn't really work. Someone should eat a eat a kizayis of bread, but then it's not really washing. It's uh, okay, fine. It's nobody really eats in Shul on Friday night. Someone should drink the wine, fine. But but we still see the Kiddush can be done in public. So Rava, how can you say that? Milei say, the Rava, Savar, Zil, Basar, Iker. No, you're right that there are moments in time when we break these general rules, but we go Basar, Iker, whatever is the norm. Normally, davening's in public and normally Kiddush is in private. So therefore the rules that he said above, but nevertheless, it didn't play out that way because Ula, Barav, Nachis, Kameh, the Rava, Amar, Ula went to go daven in Rava's shul, and he did the other way. He did not like Rava. How did Rava respond? He didn't say a word. So what happened to Shitas Rava that we don't distinguish based on Shabbos versus Yantav, but we distinguish based on, on, on davening versus Kiddush, says the Gemara, Alma, Hadar Rava. It must be that Rava retracted his opinion that no, we don't follow the distinction of Kiddush versus davening. Rather, we do fall back on the, on the distinction of Shabbos versus Yantav. Continues the Gemara, Rav Nasan. We're about eight lines up from the bottom of the page. Rav Nasan, Papa. He went in front of Rav Papa, so he was davening for the tzibur. And he said, like the initial shita, Rav Papa. Rav Papa said, Gevaldik, you're a Talmud Chacham. You know what to do. You made the right distinctions. The, the distinction that we started with in this section of the Gemara, and on the so it says the Gemara, Amar Avina, Ana Ikla Lesura, Kame Demeremar, then Nachis Kame Shlucha de Tzibura. I went down to where Ana um, uh, Lesura, and he was in front of Meremar, and he did, Amar Kasabi de Pompadis, he did like we first said, Behavu Mishtake Le Kule Alma. Everyone's like, no, 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 you got the wrong bracha, fix it, fix it, you got to fix it. By the way, that's very difficult to do. When you say the words Baruch Ata Hashem, and then you say the wrong Chasima, you have only were to fix that. I have done that, I don't know, a thousand times in my life. I'm putting on my tefillin bleary-eyed. I have done that so many times. If you instantly catch yourself within the amount of time it takes to say, Shalom Alecha Rabbi Umar, a few seconds. If you say, you remember, you're good to go. Once you're outside of you're done for. Then you have to make a new bracha. It's a bracha of You should say, start over making a new bracha. Here, this is very difficult. He said, Baruch Hashem, Yisrael. And they're trying, oh, no, no, you got to add more. So he has a very short window of time to fix this. Nevertheless, that's what happened here. So it says the Gemara. 
Amar Luhu, the Rav said to them, the Ramar said to them, Shavkuhu, leave him alone. Because Hilchasa Kitsabe the Pumpadisa. The halacha is like the elders of Pumpadisa below Havu Meshaskule. And they let him go. They let him do like the original halacha. Let's just learn till the end of the page, another few minutes, and then we'll stop at the end of the page. Mazgulo Koshlishi. Let's say that we're finally at this point. They're pouring the third cup. They're going to bench on this cup. On the fourth cup, we say the halal that continues afterwards. Remember, our previous Mishnah told us that we only have to say halal up to a certain point until or whatever. Fine, whatever the shita is. Here, we finish it, and then that fourth cup is on that halal. And we also say the Gemara is going to have two shitas. What is birkas sashir? Some of us may be familiar with the phrase from other places, but we'll see in the Gemara. Uh, in a little bit as to what that means. Between cups two and three, you can drink. Between the third cup and the fourth cup, you should not have anything to drink. Three lines from the bottom. Seems very clear from here that you are obligated to have a cup of wine. That seems to be the case. So that's what the Gemara recommends. You can't learn that from here because it's really not true because really it could just be the case that it's just a kos shel mitzvah that, that has that relates to the birka to the bracha of um, to the to the dalek kosos and therefore afl that it's true that it's after benching it appears that it's to unakos it happens to be where the chacham and put the third cup because it makes sense whether or not we say that there's a mitzvah lakos lavdafka is not necessarily true. Last little part for the night. Ravii Gomer My top of This is further than I intended, Baruch Hashem. My Hashem This is referring to the last paragraph of Halal, the last paragraph right before the Chasima uh, that we are familiar with. And Rav Yochanan Amar Nishmas Kolchai. That's where we got the minhag say nishmas kolchai. It's not a, not a, I don't know if minhag is the right word. It seems to be a din because the Mishnah writes explicitly that after that on that fourth cup we're supposed to say birkas hashir. That it says revi gomer loves to hal gomer love birkas hashir. That the halacha is built in, wired in, that when we have that fourth cup we're supposed to say nishmas kolchai. We're going to stop here on the top of kubir chesed at the second line of Tanu Rabbanan. We'll pick up in Mir Sashem. Let's say Thursday. We'll pick up Mir Sashem on Shabbos. There was a mistake in the announcements. Um, Dafyomi is going to be bef- an hour before the first um, Shabbos of Gadol Drasha. I'll text everyone. Does anyone know what time the Shabbos Gadol Drasha is? Anyone know? Yeah. I think it's 4.30. I'll keep you all posted. Wishing you all a beautiful night.